now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers. We're doing what we do. It's one of the things that we can do consistently. That's true. I didn't say we did it consistently well. I, I was waiting to no, correct you on that. No, I know better than that. <laughs> but yeah. We, but we do, we've been doing it for a while now. Yes, we have. And uh, we're, we're still and, doing it. And and. Until somebody tells us to stop, nobody we'll told doing us, it. That's right. Nobody's told us to stop yet. <laughs> People ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? And that's a fair question. And like we know. <laughs> we have a fair answer. We have an answer. Yeah. That, it's, it's kind of our definition. Right. We had to come up with something to say. So we, we define Americana music as music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And boy. There's a lot of stuff in there. Oh, that's a it's it's a it's a wide range. It's of a music. wide range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for instance, it, it could be old timey. Well, it could be country. It could also be techno. It could be swing. It could be folk rock. It could be bubble gum. It could be synth pop. It could be rumba. It could be indie rock. <laughs> it could be it could be punk. Do what? It could be honky tonk, uh, heavy metal, lounge, and you know what else? It could be boogaloo, and it has been, and it shall be again. It, it shall be in again. The near yep. future, I hope. It always comes around. Well, the format of the show is that uh, every week we show up, each of us with a um, uh, uh, a virtual fistful of tunes. That's right, in our pocket or yes, somewhere, somewhere that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's the only rule. Only rule we have. That really is. That's and and uh, we take turns starting the show and uh, it's an odd numbered show. It's episode 137. Wow. And uh, oddly enough, Leo, you get to start. <laughs> I, I don't mind the odd numbers. Right? It's, it's got to be my lot in life. That's good. I uh, like that. Okay. So I'm kind of going to go down this. Um, I don't want to call it a rabbit hole. It's not really because I circle around between old time country and blues and rhythm and blues and, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of kind of an orbit, kind of an orbit, like going down. Which is the, a lot better than an obit. <laughs> it's a I'm just lot saying. better. Well, yeah. it's like when the, the, the shower goes down the, you know, hole, uh-huh, you know, whirlpool. You know, like, well, I, it's like getting caught in one of those basically okay. yeah essentially okay. this is okay back in nine uh, in episode number 77 all right okay you uh, checked i did i went back and checked this out uh we uh we featured a song uh by peggy lee uh called uh fever yeah all right she mm-hmm. had a very famous recording of it right that's right well somebody got to it before she did and had even more success with it than she did Okay. All right. This guy was named Ed, uh, William Edward uh, John, and everybody called him Little Willie because he was only about that tall, you know. Okay. Uh, but he was a, he was born in uh, Cullendale, Arkansas, and uh, he was born actually in 1937. He was one of ten kids. All right, which is okay. how you worked your farm back in those days. You had a lot of kids. But his family moved from, uh, to Detroit, Michigan, when he was four years old, so his father could go find some factory work. Right. 
Okay. And in the late 1940s, uh, the eldest kids, of which he was one, formed a gospel singing group. And he also started performing at talent shows. And finally, guess who noticed him? Johnny Otis. Oh, wow. We've talked about Johnny yeah, Otis a he, lot. Yeah, he d- discovered several people. He did, man. He brought yeah. a lot of people through the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the music industry. And then, then he uh, also introduced him to a producer named Henry Glover. Well, he signed him to a recording contract with King Records, all right? And that would have been about 1955. Okay. All right. Now, he just, he really took off. I mean, one of his biggest hits, we just talked about, Fever, right? Mm-hmm. He recorded it in 1956, and it sold over a million copies and was awarded a gold disc. So Peggy Lee's version didn't come by, by until years later, right? Okay. But she also did a pretty good job of it. He was also, here's the unfortunate part, uh, he was also known for having a short temper. Ah. He was short, I guess, and he had a short temper. That's a bad joke. That's a bad combination. That's what <laughs> it really is. is. Well, he also had a problem of, about uh, abusing alcohol. And he was arrested multiple times for charges that included narcotics and swindling and grand larceny and eventually manslaughter. Ooh. And he ended up in the pen. Uh, and uh, he died while he was in the pen. He died of, uh, depending on who you talked to, either heart attack or pneumonia or something. Wow. He came to a bad end. But anyway, uh, he was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1996. And Stevie Wonder is who did the presentation. Nice. So there you go. So uh, his guy didn't get enough cred. His name was Little Willie John, and he's doing his version of Fever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, really. That was really good. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a great backstory. Yeah. Except for that murder part. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it happens too bad. All right, Raj, back to you. Okay. Um, so last week, I featured uh, the accordionist Art Van Dam. Yes, you did. As I called him, Art Van Dam. Yeah, Van Dam. Uh, and thanks to Jason Beers for um, uh, turning us on to that. So uh, it, uh, while I was researching him, I ran across a, another an album that he recorded with another group. So I guess this is Jason adjacent, so we probably should give Jason <laughs> credit. Right, you know, yeah, I don't no. know. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. Okay. Enough. So we don't want to build him up too much, Roger. He's that's impossible true. to live with. Build him up, Buttercup. That's, that's right. right. You betcha. Um, okay. So uh, he recorded an album with a group called The Singers Unlimited. Hmm. Okay. So okay. this is going to be some real rich, full vocal stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I guess I'll start talking about it first. Is uh, they were originally created to record for commercials. That's the whole point of that. That was why they were created. It was a okay? commercial, commercial deal. Okay, uh, gotcha. But as time passed, they were persuaded to record albums. And uh, on the recommendation of uh, jazz pianist Oscar Peterson, yeah. they signed a contract with MPS Records in Germany. And um, they made 15 albums in 11 years. Fifth? Wow. Yeah. 71 <laughs> yeah. to 82, right? That's prodigious, yeah. So the... Um, the the guy that uh, did the recording, uh, or the guy that did the arranging, uh, was a guy by the last name of Perling, uh, and they earned him a reputation as one of the best vocal writers in the world. Really, and uh, members of the vocal group Take Six, yeah, often give credit to him and the Singers Unlimited as innovators in acapella, claiming they went to school on his arrangements. And you know that's that's mighty high praise because those is. guys Take Six, oh my God, yeah, yeah, they're so amazing. we may touch on them later. Yeah, but listen to this. This is really cool. Perling took advantage of cutting-edge, multi-tracking techniques of German studio engineer Hans-Georg Brunner Schwer. It's easy for you to say. For what that, whatever it means. Yeah. To create his harmonic concepts and the group's signature sound. Now, now you're going you're gonna to recognize this. Okay. In the overdubbing process, baritone uh, Perling and tenor Sheldon would often add two additional middle parts, after which all parts were doubled and tripled. Yeah, I love that. Multi-tracking, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. Creating these extra tracks created the fuller, richer sound of the group's recording. Now, we did some of that with Spontaneous Combustion. We did now, on right? a couple. Yeah, I think, didn't we, on Miles and Miles? I uh, think so, yeah. Who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what would happen is the group would record their songs, having Bonnie Herman record a simplified version of the melody, after which the rest of the guys would fill in the remaining parts. Once the process had been completed, Bonnie, her original line would be replaced with a new one. Uh-huh. In which she could add melodic embellishments and add color to the group sound. Gee, God. So, but this is a lot like the way we did uh, during COVID when we were recording with the band. Exactly. We right. started out with a real simple. I just lay down a melody, and line. that eventually disappeared. Right. Because we replaced it after we got every, everything else in place. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there were some. Uh, in addition to all that, there were there, these were some uh, well-known people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the bass player was this guy. From the valley of the jolly, oh, oh, oh. green giant, good things from Okay, the so that was bass singer Len Dressler, and he was known as the voice of the jolly green giant for over 40 years. Yeah, it, what, what is, yeah. <laughs> it, it, classic sound, right? A set of tubes, man. It, and he was also the voice behind uh, other jingles. Now, there was another famous person in this uh, group as well. Yeah. This one. Okay. Just like a good neighbor. 
Okay. So that was Bonnie Herman. Uh, she was the singer of that uh, State Farm commercial, which ran for many years. Right. Uh, she was the daughter of Lawrence Welk, original champagne lady, Loris Best, and Jules Herman, who was a trumpeter in the Welk <laughs> Orchestra. No kidding. And she's the niece of big band leader Woody Herman. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's credentials right there. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, uh, just enjoy the rich harmonies. And then, of course, Art Van Dam does some incredible stuff right. on the uh, accordion. From the album Invitation, Art Van Dam and the Singers Unlimited doing Waves. So close You know, it's fun listening to that with yeah. a little background on how the on the process. Oh, no kidding, you know, man! You can pick up on the doubling and all. That's pretty cool. We nice were, stuff. We were talking while we were listening there. What would you call that? You know, and 
I was thinking jazz. You had kind of put it maybe in a what swing uh, category? I kind of said swing, but yeah. I think jazz is probably better. It's yeah. very vocal. Oh so, yeah, but yeah. Pretty anyway, cool. pretty cool, Rod. Well, Leo, what do you want to follow that up? One with? hit wonder. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, it's th- these guys are definitely one hit wonder. Uh, let me just back up a little bit. These guys were uh, they were from New Jersey, right? And they got their name. Uh, from a New York nightclub. But let me back up a little bit here. <laughs> keep backing up. <laughs> yeah, I keep backing up to back way mm. in the water. Okay, the, the guys were called the Balloon Farm. <laughs> okay? No, uh, but okay. Okay, so now two members of the band, uh, this guy named uh, Don Henney and Ed uh, Schnug, of all things, first played together in a band called Adam. And uh, the Adam's gimmick was that all four members of the group adopted the first name of Adam. Okay. Okay. Well, it makes it easier. It was at a parties. Thing. It was a thing. So anyway, after that band broke up, these two guys, uh, they joined another guy named Mike Apple and uh, another guy named Jay Sachs, and they adopted the name The Balloon Farm, right? Okay, well, they had this big hit um, in, in 1967. It turned out to be the only hit they had, and there was a, a typo on the record label. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, they had the they had the name kind of wrong, which confused a lot of people because everybody's trying to figure out what the other word actually meant. Okay, okay, they had they had printed it as a question of temperature. Oh. <laughs> but, but the name, wow! The name of the actual name of the song was "It's a Question of Temperature." Okay, all right. There are a lot of mistakes in that thing. Anyway, anyway, they they uh, peaked out at number thirty seven on the Billboard uh, Hot One Hundred chart, which is. You know, that's respectable. But listen, after... Oh, and by the way, this song is kind of a classic, as it turns out. It has made its way to a lot of collections of, you know, like Rhino and Nuggets. You know, they put out those collections. Oh, sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, there's this kind of been, you know, it's I don't know what they call it, but it's... It's been there. Another one of the collections is called Acid Dreams, which I think is pretty pretty cool. Wow. But um, this, the guys that went on after the band, they actually did pretty well for themselves. Uh, one of the guy, uh, he, he became internationally known for his jingles, all right, later on. And then another one, um, he co-wrote uh, something that doesn't somebody want to be wanted and other things. One, one guy went on to... Uh, be the manager for the Cowsills. No, oh, wow. it's a Partridge family. The Partridge oh, family. Okay. And then later on, Bruce Springsteen. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. So, Who'd have thought? Okay, now listen. Also, these guys make use of... Uh, they didn't have a whole lot of um, effects at their disposable back in the 60s, right? That was okay. all new. So these guys... I think you'll recognize the song when you hear it. But let's just listen to these guys. It's the balloon form. And the name of the band, uh, the song is A Question of Temperature from Is it a 
Face light up when they had their first chorus. Yeah, uh, and then it came back to me like a uh, flashback, like a bolt of lightning. <laughs> That's good, Leo. I like that. <laughs> hey, look, it's we're out of time. Yeah, right? we're out of time for this segment, um, and uh, it's uh, moving day tomorrow, of course. And there's other stuff that has to happen. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it is an odd numbered show, so um, uh, you get to check that left or inside duel. Yeah. Okay, let me get my outfit. Yeah, go get your uh, okay. outfit of fear on. And you got to, you got to, you have stuff I, to do. I got to go uh, police the area and and. And change the cat, the cat box. The cat box. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. All right. So, yes, I, I got it, Ardmore. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he wants that thing cleaned out. Okay, fine. All right. So uh, we'll do that, and then we'll be back here on the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. We're back. Yeah, I, I made it. Yeah, you're pretty sweaty. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just fear. I, well, I know. Yeah, I, I can tell. Okay, but if I'm, we had a dog, uh, he'd be going crazy. Oh, right he now. would. He could smell it on yeah, me. He could smell it. He'd on probably you. want to attack me because he knows he's got me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably right. Fortunately, we just have a cat. We'll just stick with you're cool, Ardmore. Yeah, Ardmore's yeah. cool. Yeah, you're safe. All right. So, how was the tire? The tire was only three pounds down. Okay, that's about that's about normal. kind of yeah yeah. yeah. We had yeah. a we had a once at like only two pounds, and then we had yeah. you know four. We pounds. had that one time with zero pounds. Yeah, I know. That but, was too weird. That uh, was very strange. You know. If that ever happens again, I'm going to let Samara out, and and I won't tell you. I don't want to deal with it. That's a good point. Okay. Um, And uh, I got the trash, all that taken care of, and uh, all the nastiness, and that's all done. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we are broadcasting this week uh, from, um, well, we could Uh, call it a Shady Grove RV park. Because there are trees. There are trees. Yes, there are trees. so we could call it that. We're probably just going to have to forget forget about that sooner or later. But but we're in uh, Pie Town, (laughs) New Mexico. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, boy, what a place. This this place is so cool. Yeah. I I love it here. Uh, okay, listen, after our last experience, you know, there was a desert, right? Yeah. yeah there are deserts, and then there yeah. are deserts. Well, the d- deserts, and then Big Bottom. And big Bottom. So forget Big Bottom. How could you forget Big Bottom? I couldn't find oh, okay. No, you see that once, you never forget it again. Right. But then there are deserts. Yes. Which is this place. Yeah. 
man. Yeah. This I is t- super cool. It is. I mean, not much here, but uh, no, it's the, enough. But what here is is plenty. Yeah. Listen, the, the matter of town- fact, I'm gonna. Post a picture on our website. Yeah, before yeah, the show yeah, is yeah. over. The, yeah, yeah. This this place is hard to explain if you if you never. Been. It's got a population of less than two hundred people officially. Okay, all right, that's about right. For and us. it's got its name uh, from an early bakery that specialized in dried apple pies. Oh, okay. okay. And it was established by this guy named Clyde Norman in the early twenties. And uh, basically, Roger, it's a it's it's. Everybody here is just really nice, you know. It's a yeah. very small place, but they, these people have uh, really fixed the place up, right? It kind of fell into disrepair, and uh, they are. And listen, this is how nice these people are. Uh, in uh, June of 2007, three residents of Pie Town, right, which a gal named Nita Laron, Don uh, Carney, and Kathy Knapp were awarded the Curry Trail Angel Award by the Adventure Cycling Association in recognition for their kindness and generosity. I didn't even know those things existed. I didn't either. <laughs> but how cool is that? It's great. And there's and there's all kinds of stuff, really. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a desert, you know. Uh, it's it's uh, there's like Native Americans were obviously here at some point, and there's the ruins of their villages and a few dozen structures that were there. But listen, when we found when we found the RV park, you yes. know, when I saw the sign, uh, I knew we were in the right place. I mean, listen, listen, listen. This is their pet policy, all right? If you have pets and they are friendly, they are welcome to roam the grounds. If they leave deposits larger than a cowboy hat, please throw that across the road or over the fence onto the neighbor's property. (laughs) No, it gets better. These are our kind of people. Hey, listen. What you're saying. And considering Ardmore, you know, Uh our, our little passenger, most of our cats are wild and will roam around under your rig after dark to keep the field mice from chewing your starter wires. <laughs> the two of the free friendly cats may end up on an open toe behind trailer. So if you're too far away, by the time you discover you have a free line, free letter, let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh man. I love this place. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to leave this place. It really is. Hey, hey, we can't say that about every place. No, but we, we could. What happens if we accidentally throw the dart back to the same place again? I don't think we're that good. I know. Uh, yeah, but we need Jason. Jason, uh, he's a good dartist. I guess dartist? so. Dartist, a darter. <laughs> Dart. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, oh, well. Anyway, this has been a, a very pleasant place to be. We've had yes. a great time here. It, it sure has. So, yeah. You know, uh, people ask us, they say, Derriers, what's your deal anyway, you guys? You know, you're driving willy-nilly all over this great country of ours That's in that right. old RV, staying in uh, Big Bottom and Pie Town. and uh, <laughs> Two completely <laughs> different places. <laughs> and we're not even going to talk about Sugar Bunker. No, yeah, no, we're not that one we're going to try and forget. Never that one too. But, you know, that the fact is that unlike our compadres on Truckers Radio USA, uh, they have these things called ranches, ranches yes, you know, uh-huh. and they do their shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. Exactly. Uh, you know, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos, Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yes. Alan Bailey has the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Yep. Or in Friesen, the human footnote of the Derriers has the Rock and Banjo Ranch uh, out there in central Kansas. Right. And we were whining. We were whining. We uh, did. We admittedly whined. about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. Yeah, yeah. Until our pal Suzanne set us straight. And she said, look, you guys, look at it this way. You've got the entire continental United States. That's exactly right. Border to border, ocean to ocean. Uh-huh. You, could, you could say you have a ranch. 
Without, without fences. fences, yes. It's true. And so we roamed this range in our RV called... Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Why you ramblin' Oh, Rosie got us to a really good place this time. Yep, Rosie yeah. did good. She, Ro- Rosie's she happy. Does. We're happy. Yeah, she does. Yep. She's very dependable. Okay, Roger, where are we here? It's my turn. Okay. And I don't know exactly how I found this person. I saw an article, maybe on one of the Facebooks or somewhere, and I decided to look into this gal. Her name is Beverly Guitar Watkins. Whoa. Okay. Okay. She was born in 1939, uh, passed away in 2019, not that long ago. Uh, American Blues Guitarist now sent, uh, I found a couple of uh, reviews, and the first one, Sandra Pointer-Jones wrote... Beverly Watkins is a pyrotechnic guitar maven whose searing ballistic attacks on the guitar have become allegorical tales within the blues community. (laughs) Jeez. Now, George Varga, he reviewed her debut CD, which, by the way, she didn't do a a, a solo CD until she was 60 years old. Oh, man. So there's still hope for Late bloomer. Yeah. He observed that Watkins sings and plays with enough poise and verve to make musicians half her age or younger consider alternative means of employment. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Oh, man. So listen to this. She's born in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, when she was like 12, her family moved to Commerce, Georgia. And she began playing music in school. Uh, in high school, she played bass for a band called the Billy West Stone and the Downbeats. <laughs> But about uh, uh, 20 years later, uh, uh, when she was 20 years old, uh, she met a guy named Piano Red. Now, that's another whole story, and and we'll go there at some point. all right. He had a daily radio show uh, on WAOK, and she joined Piano Red and the Meter Tones, who played in a number of towns uh, towns in the Atlanta area. Now, um, they had uh, two successful uh, singles, Dr. Feel Good and Right String But the Wrong (laughs) Yo-Yo. (laughs) <laughs> and so oh, after recording Dr. Feelgood the group was known variously as Piano Red and the Interns Dr. Feelgood and the Interns and Dr. Feelgood the Interns and the Nurse <laughs> Gee, <God. laughs> so uh they also included a guy named Roy Lee Johnson now he's the guy that composed Mr. Moonlight Oh. Which was later recorded by the Beatles. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, so uh, it, it, in the the band broke up in about 1965, and she played with Eddie uh, Tigner and the Ink Spots and some other people. Which in- Ink Spots? You know? uh, yeah, I don't know. We don't One know. of the Ink Spots. Yeah. But anyway, uh, she recorded her first album at, at 60, but, you know, she's played with, you know, James Brown, B.B. King, Ray Charles, everybody. Yep. And, um, but uh, it, it's kind of cool. She she played music all her life, but she never really got that much recognition mm-hmm. uh, until later in life. And uh, um, she uh, uh, was part of the All-Star Women in the Blues uh, tour back in uh, 1998, which was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she was pretty old back then. But anyway, I, I picked this uh, album called Back in Business uh, from 1999, Beverly Guitar Watkins doing Too Many Times. <laughs> Too many times you have 
play that game on me Too many times you have played that game on me I'm gonna rearrange your plans Take off and let you be Why you played me for a chump Baby, I ain't going for that That's R&B right there, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's R&B, yeah, no uh, doubt. And, you know, I put a picture of her um, uh, on our website, oh, too, okay. man. She okay. is just laying back on the stage, man, James <laughs> Brown style. She looks great. So, oh, that's great, man. Um, okay, Leo, well, I think we're back to you. I guess we are. Uh, this is a song I have in my pocket here ever since we did the thing when we were back on the desert, right? <laughs> I've been trying to You've forget. already erased that from your mind, right? Uh-huh. Okay, listen, though, i, I got to put these guys in some place because I really want to feature them. Uh, it's, a, it's a band called the Vaqueros, all right? Okay. And it's one of those situations where you can't – it's hard to find information, right? I mean, this is a bunch of these little labels that were coming out recording these local bands. Right. And, and they, they were just great. Uh, what I do know 
is that the band included guys named uh, Larry Weld, uh, Dave Heath, and two brothers, Tom and Steve Corona. And the, they recorded this little studio in Rochester, New York. Now, the thing is, this is kind of a genre. I mean, it's one of thousands of American guitar instrumentals that were released uh, before the British invasion, right? So it's kind of the last of the real uh, non-British uh, invasion music there. And this song, in the process, it's been described as in the process of summoning the empty quarters, windswept spaces. It also dramatically captures through sheer intensity and spidery, out-of-limits kind of a mood. Wow, uh, it's it's really a cool uh, you, tune. You, I, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Well, there's there's uh, there's an, um, elements of uh, some uh, psychedelia here, uh, and what we don't know, we, like I said, we don't know the whole lot about it. Got these guys, but this would have been one of the earliest releases on Audition Records, which was a little cool Rochester label run by a local promoter impresario. The guy's name was Al Cesare, and and he was in downtown uh, Rochester when he had this little studio. So that's about all I know about these guys. Wow. Uh, the Vaqueros, and it's called uh, The Wind, Desert Wind, rather, uh, from I, yeah, I have. I know where I got that. It just like ended up somewhere, and wow. there it was. You know, so wow. All right, Rod. Yeah, sometimes that's what happens. That's what happens. Well, uh, I, I'm not done with um, uh, Beverly Guitar Watson. Um, it, it, when I was talking about her, there's so many pieces to that. So I'm going to try and touch quite a few of them okay. because it's a really interesting story. But I talked about Roy Lee Johnson. Yes. Okay. So uh, you know, he was a guy. He was. Uh, uh, he was born in Central Hatchie, Georgia. Started playing guitar as a child, and in 55, he was born in 38. 55, he joined his first band, the Brass Sets, and um, they won a talent contest in Atlanta. He kind of stumbled around and, you know, played music, but uh, 
uh, he really uh, kind of came in, started making something happen when he started playing with Piano Red. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All, All right. right. Yep. And um, they did his song, Mr. Moonlight, right? And he'd written it in, back in high school. But um, uh, so it was released uh, as the B-side of Dr. Feelgood uh, on OK Records. But he left the interns in 63, and, and he did a, another kind of a deal, you know, uh, uh, some albums. But in 64, the Beatles picked up Mr. Moonlight. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the success of this allowed Johnson to form his own band. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, I made it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, he recorded three singles for Columbia Records in 66, 67, and, and that kind of thing. You know, he never uh, he never really went big, but in uh, a, a little later in life, he formed a new band, Roy Lee Johnson and the Villagers, and that's a whole nother story. Oh boy! And we're going to touch on that later. I got on. that in my future. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I found this album. It was the Columbia OK Anthology, sixty one to sixty five. Roy Lee Johnson doing Mr. Moonlight. Mr. See, 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 see,
up now. We are backing up. We are backing up. Yep. Yeah. We don't want to mess back it up in this place. I mean, this is a pretty cool place. I don't yeah, know. we don't want. We we'd like to be invited back. Yeah, I hope we can yeah. come back here. Yeah, this is a cool place. Well, um, this is the part of the show where we uh, we just get right down and uh, we, we beg we beg people to go to our websites. There's no point in uh, you know being coy about it. No, I mean that's where we're headed eventually. Eventually, we just yeah. might as well go there. Might as well just go there. That's right. I'm you know, with you. I mean, yes. you know, we spend a lot of time. I mean, I've posted stuff while we've been recording, and you it's know? a lot of driving. It, it, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and and so you know, you you think people could just take a little time and go time. visit our website? Right. No respect. Yeah. We yeah. Well, the one for this show is. The, the derrieres dot com, and we have a rule. I mean, we tell people, yeah. uh-huh. don't forget the. Oh, <laughs> it's a oh, it's a little word, but if, if you forget it, you'll never forget it. That's right. Yeah, I promise you. I, I haven't yeah. forgotten it like three or four times. I know this that. Week, I know that know? about you. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and of course uh, the one for the uh, band. Well, is... that's threetrailswest dot com with the number three there on the yeah. front, mm-hmm. and that's where we post our schedule. And you can go look at some stuff. We got stickers. We oh, got yeah. our, a, a nice uh, uh, CD for sale. Yeah, a couple and, and uh, some t-shirts. new t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, so go take a look. You know, if you go to either website, you're going to find a lot of content. content that's true. Yeah. And we're pretty sure if you look at it, you will be contented. contented. But man, it's getting to be. You know, we're really piling it on. There's a so lot. You could become. Confused, in which case you should just contact, contact us. us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's contact us tabs at both websites, and uh, we get emailed that way. Or you can get right to us with our uh, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, right. at thederrieres.com. Right. All right. Uh, hey, you know, the other thing is if you go to thederrieres.com and go to the uh, Americana Roadshow tab, uh, from there, you can uh, listen to or download and listen to at your leisure any of our past yeah, episodes. Preferably while you're wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you uh-huh. do that, you got to send a picture. Send a picture. Yeah, we'll we'll send a website. CD. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, hey, and you know, the other thing is uh, you can now listen to any of our past episodes on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, Spotify. And several other places. You can really? listen to it on Stitcher. Well, what about yeah. Spotify? I mean, yeah. Uh, you can listen to it on TuneIn. Yeah, but I, go, I listen on Spotify. I know you do, but yeah. uh, also Amazon Music. What is wrong with Spotify? Uh, nothing, but nothing. you could okay. also listen to it on iHeartRadio. Oh, you can listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowhere without the dairy ears. Thank absolutely. you, Mike, for that. Absolutely. Well, Leo, I think we're back over to you. You want to hear some accordion music? Oh, more accordion. <laughs> You're going to be sorry. This is a, <laughs> no, really serious. This guy, those guys are maniacs. This band is called uh, Gogol Bordello. Okay, I'll, no, I guess no, I have to believe you. They they were formed. Uh, they're from the Lower East Side of Manhattan, right? And they were formed in 1999. And, and the the membership of this band is not only kind of rotating; it's also kind of international. They they come together from all kinds of places. But they were formed right here in the good old U.S. of A. Awesome. And uh, much of the uh, band's sound is inspired by Romani. We're talking gypsy music. Oh, wow. All really? Right? Oh, man. They've got saxophones, you know, and they've got accordions and violins. Man, and, I'm interested. Oh, it's really cool, man. Uh, they, they they really originally called themselves Hoots and the Baylor Bartoks. <laughs> but the, oh, but, well, but that was too hard to remember. No, what he said oh. was nobody knows who the hell Baylor Bartok is in the United States. Well, so they, they changed it over and over. There might be some truth to that. <laughs> but, but now listen, they are, they are incredibly high-energy band, and, and this song is really kind of nuts. I, I've been listening to it a lot for some stupid reason. I don't know. But listen, here's another cool thing about it. In 22, uh, right after the Russians invaded Ukraine, all right, 
The band released a video on social media condemning the Russian invasion and has remained vocal about raising relief funds for the victims of the invasion. So they're very politically active as well. But they're also a very entertaining band to listen to. The name of this song, you're going to love this song. It's from 2002, right? And the the, the song is called Through the Roof and Underground. trap set up for you in every corner of this town and so you learn the only way to go is underground when there's a trap set up for you in every corner of your room And so you learn the only way to go is through the roof. Through the roof underground. Border after border We realize that difference is none It's underdog zoo And if you want it You always have to make your own fun And I see upper dog Leisurely sighing The local cultures are dying and dying The programmed robots are buying and buying And oh, secluded freaks, they are still trying, trying Scouts learn to read between the lines The silver rabbits hop between their father's lies And boy scouts ask, well, where do they go? They go to the country that they only know Just like the meanings they lay between the lines Between the borders their real countries hide Strategy so they advertise Their strategy of being is one of in your face disguise oh, 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 Through the roof underground
crumble And all the systems will be discombobbled Around the stump of bigotry of road Серебряные зайцы водят хоровод Frantic enough for you? Yeah, it's it's one of the stranger songs we've had on the show. <laughs> it was fun. It, it's fun to listen to, man. It's really infectious stuff. All right, all right, Roger. It's it's your turn. I just covered Roy Lee Johnson. Yes, you and did. And I'm going to do something unusual. We're going to play another Roy Lee Johnson. Oh, tune. really? And this is because uh, I mentioned that he started another band. Yeah, right. Kind uh-huh. of at the end of his career, it's called uh, Roy Lee Johnson and the Villagers. Okay, and it is so different. That it, you you would think it's a different band, really, and it's kind of in the James Brown style, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, kind of Motownish, super cool. Let's give it a listen. Roy John- Johnson, the Villagers from 1973, doing Patch It Up. Oh, help me, help me, baby, patch it up. Come back, baby, I need your soul. Come back, baby, never do wrong no more. Oh, help me. Yeah. Oh, 
was fun. Yeah. Hey, Roger, look what yeah. time it is. Oh, oh, yeah, we're out of time. We've been having too much fun here, man. Uh, okay, uh, well, we need to um, uh, figure out where we're going. That's right, we okay. have a new thing. And we throw the dart in right. what, whatever state it lands in. There's a weird number of towns. Yeah, the weird town names. Yeah, okay, okay got it. So, got it. Uh, got I'll get it. the map. Back there where it usually is. Ready. Okay, uh, you get the dart. Oh, dart. Hang Spoon on. drawer Hang on. two. Yeah, careful. Oh, I got it. Get in the circle. Yeah, I got Watch it. Watch out, Armor. In the circle. Okay. okay. Yep. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh. oh. Down Arkansas. 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 Okay, here's the weird list of oh, names weird. from Arkansas. Yeah. Where are we going, Leo? Blue Ball, Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, I can't wait to hear Blue the Ball, of Arkansas. That. I can't either, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Uh, all right. Well, uh, interesting show. Yes. And fun. Uh, we'll get out here tomorrow and go. Uh, this has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember, look out behind you. It's the Derriere. Derriere.